The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This is Soulful Living on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Terry Williams. Hey, wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to another 30 minutes of Soulful Living here at Empower Radio. Okay, if you guys are on social media, which I'm guessing most of you are, if you're listening to this, you've heard the term LOL, and maybe you wondered what it was, right? Laugh out loud. Well, my guest today has taken the power of LOL into her own hands and has created loving out loud. To me, that is a movement that is needed in today's world more than ever. And rather than me go on about it, I'm going to introduce you to Robin Spiesman. Robin has written this beautiful book, Loving Out Loud, The Power of a Kind Word, and she has been on the Thank You and Kindness train for decades. So welcome to Soulful Living, Robin. What a beautiful entry. Thank you so much. Hi there. Hi. Well, it's funny. I was looking at uh, some of your previous work and you had a book on thank you. And our culture has gotten so far away from thank yous and kindness. Um, and, And I don't I don't mean that to be everybody, obviously, but there's so much uh, distraction today that there really is a need to love out loud. So I'm so grateful that you are bringing this work to the world in such a big way. Thank you, Terry. And I think that, you know, when I, I thank you for my entry, normally you'd say, well, that was an intro, but the truth is you're giving me an entrance, an entry into to your listeners' lives and to yours. And I take this very seriously. Mm. I wrote the book, Loving Out Loud, to share the magic of loving each other out loud, not just in the romantic sense of the word, but friends, family, neighbors, even people you don't know, to find the best in us. And Terry, share it with the rest of us. And it's not just, it's not just the ability to profess out loud feelings, but it's the ability to add our thoughts in a gentle, thoughtful way to those feelings and share them for the betterment of others so we can lift each other up. And we can do that in the simplest way by focusing on what's right in our day, not just what's wrong. Well, and I think that that's a a big issue with media is that they focus so much on what's wrong. And I know that's the hype. I know that that's what sells. And I feel like what we as human need is that example of loving kindness. You know, you in the book, you start from the beginning with a post-it note from your husband. And that truly resonated with me because my husband, I always say he's so much more thoughtful. He lives, loves out loud more than I do. And he used to leave me those post-it notes. Can you share that example with the listeners? I, I, do, I love that you can identify with it. I am um, I'm remarried to a man of eight years, a wonderful, kind man who um, is a man of a few words. His words are very intentional. And he asked me what I wanted for Valentine's Day. So I thought, wow, our first Valentine's Day. And, of course, I'm a gift-giving expert. I can talk about material gifts all day long that are can't miss and our home run hits. But I recognize that in loving out loud, 
which is what really is the essence of what makes me feel, you know, alive and, and joyful and treasured, was that I asked him for words. And I said, why don't every morning you give me some words that would really make me feel that special bond we had? So he said, how about good morning, beautiful? And the next thing I know, we just kind of every day started doing that with a post-it note and there's little notes by the cereal and the, you know, coffee cup in the morning and maybe in the day we hadn't spoken yet and he, he reminds me GMB and so the voice for good morning, beautiful. And it's, it became something so much larger. It spoke to my heart. We had a mm. tradition and it reminds me, he's thinking of me. It also reminds me to share it back, not mm-hmm. just to be the receiver, but to be the gifter. And a lot of times there are people in our lives, some are negative, some how, you ask them how they are, and, and you just know what's going to happen next. So listen for a minute and then recognize that we have the power to only control ourselves. You cannot snap your fingers and make someone love you out loud or be more loving out loud. But what you can do is is infuse it in your life in a way. It's not rose-colored glasses. It's not acting as if some moments aren't awkward in life or we, we don't have to reach out on that limb sometimes to put ourselves out there. And I, I'd love to get to know you better, you know. Could you see us being friends? I'm so interested in what you're doing. I would love to know you better. See, that works instead of worrying about, uh, you know, not having friends or you have to take an action today for a better tomorrow. And Terry, it's not, sometimes it's hard for some of us, but it works and it's not rocket science. Well, one of the things that you talk about in the book is, um, especially with your friends and your family relations in your life that you know, is tuning into what their thank you love language is. And I thought that was really beautiful because when we know how people want to receive, then we can respond so much easier. It's it's so important, and what you're saying is accurate. Um, as you reflect on on the words and loving out loud in my book, you have to meet someone where they're at. So when you're teaching a child how to inspire a, a kinder child, you really have to recognize children just want to have fun, and so how do you make kindness fun um, and be a kinder finder? And you know, I pointed my three-year-old uh, daughter at the time, CEO of a th- pretend family company called the Thank You Company. And she hired all the kind people we would observe along the way at the grocery and in errands. And she became phenomenal at recognizing kind deeds. So what I'm excited about most is that if we return to humankind, humans being kind, wow, we were already given the name. We got the label, <laughs> right. you know, um, vote for humankind. Well, Humankind in my book, I've decided it's so clear. It's clear humans being kind. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say, you know, be nice just um, t- t- with motive, with expectations. It means it's just the right thing to do. It's just a better world for me and you. It's just all that. Well, and I absolutely love that you turned your daughter into a, like you said, a kinder finder. And 
she started to spot the ambassadors of love and the ambassadors of kindness that you remind people in the book to become. And she was like, um, like Hawkeye finding them wherever they were. I think that's so beautiful. And that was what it was. And so she's grown up to be an incredibly amazing, thoughtful young adult. And I think that when my son was four and, you know, we said, well, what's your project going to be? And he's like, oh, you're like, what does a four-year-old know about, you know, kind, you know, being in charge of a kind kindness project? So mm-hmm. it's just a family mission. If your family mission is to create goodwill in the world, this book really addresses how to create a family mission. What does it mean to have work ethics that you bring to work, that work doesn't bring to you, that you came with? What does that look like? Is it everyone's job? A piece of paper falls on the floor. Um, So there starts to be an an awareness, if you will, of what does it mean for me in this world to make a difference? And what does that look like? Now, for me, I wake up in the morning and if I want to have a good day, I must make the decision in the morning to have a good day. And if I look in the mirror and start addressing all these things that, oh, you need to do this and this and this and this. It's it's very overwhelming. So what I try to do is wake up instead of having a to-do list, Terry, I have a to-love list. My to-love mm. list. And I did it last night. Okay, I, you know, I got to follow my own advice. So I made my to-love list and I recognized I needed to go to a physical therapist to strengthen some muscles that needed a little work and I put it off and then I did it. It was on my to-love list. Why self-care? Um, is love. Then I thought about, wow, I need this plant in the front of my house and I love it. I want it to look pretty, but if I don't, if I don't water it and take care of it, then again, the plant was on the to love list. So you see, it could have been the the to-do list would have been water the plant. The Mm -hmm. to love list says, let's shift our thoughts and let's look at everyday errands. And I've got a simplest one ever. I am like this person who will buy clothes and then, gosh, to get them altered, and that takes time, and that's another errand. And I got to know the woman that does my alteration. Her name is Wendy, like one of my favorite people. She's so lovely, kind, considerate. I got to know her, and now when I need alterations, I can't wait to go see Winnie because it's a joy, and it's like old friends, and it's it's something to look forward to instead of, to, to, to dread and and like I'm not telling you that my I love my dentist but it's not like I love to go ahead you know what I'm saying it's mm-hmm. like I'm not unrealistic I'm just I look at I look at relationships as gifts and that when we fill our life with these little gifts these little moments of connection wow mm-hmm. it is it is it's a better day it's a better life Mm, well, it's such a good example of connection and community and nurturing. Uh, I love that you put yourself in there, you know, that that element of self-care and it makes every experience even more delightful when you can look at it through a different lens. And, you know, some people might think of it as those rose colored glasses. And yet it's really just saying, um, you know, we are all connected and how can I honor you? You certainly, Robin, have hundreds of ways that people can connect. I mean, they, in this book, you'll never run out of ways to show a sense of kindness to anyone. 
some of the examples that you gave a really beautiful one that I really loved was your friend's husband who called you. Uh, she had like experienced a death in her family or something along those lines. I, oh, I can't yes. remember it verbatim. Yes. And he asked That's you to reach it. out, but not tell her. And what a that difference it made for know. both of them. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. This friend of mine lost both of her parents within 24 hours. One was mm. in a nursing care home. One was at home. Like, like the worst scenario you could have heard. And what was amazing was it was like the anniversary five years later and he was really concerned about her. And she, he reached out to me and just that little text. And then I called her and I said, how are you doing today? She said, she said, you won't believe what today is. And she shared it. And I sat and listened and she and I both cried and knew her parents. They were lovely. And that moment, the moment. So what did I do? What did he do? It was a ripple. It was a ripple of love. And mm -hmm. it brought me into the circle. When we bring other people into the circle, it's called inclusion. And you know how you feel when you're left out or you've got that friend who loves to introduce this person to that person, include people, and everyone feels a little bit more love, maybe safer, maybe a part of something. And when we do the inviting, if I put you on the guest list, wow, that attention, that little moment of the intention becomes attention. The intention mm -hmm. becomes attention. And so what are your intentions and where do you give your attention? Uh, Terry, greatest thing that could have humanly happened for an author, and I've written many books. This is really my life's work. And so my publisher, New World Library, said, who could you even dream about having write your foreword? And I said, let's just think as big as possible in the kindness world. And the name Donna Markova came up, who is the co-creator of Random Acts of Kindness, mm -hmm. which decades ago was one of the real, real forerunners in coining the concept Random Act of Kindness. So I said, that would be a dream for me. And the next thing I knew, she read my book and said yes and wrote the foreword. When I got the foreword, I read it. I, I sat there crying. I stunned. Mm -hmm. My husband walked in the door from work. I read it out loud to him. He had tears in his eyes. He said, I cannot believe it. And it was like, in your lifetime to create something and then to be um, graced by someone of, of this insight, she started her foreword with in the most generous way humanly possible. And her words were, I mean, absolutely, I'm almost like shocked to even still read them. And she started it with, I wish I had written this book. I am so glad that Robin Spiesman did. And she ended it with, um, it took me decades, she wrote, to learn that love is not a noun or an object. It is not a thing you have or can lose, a fixed state you are in or out of. Love is a verb, growing your ability to reach, speak, and act with love out loud will soften the numbness of your own heart and increase aliveness within and around you. And she ends with, perhaps after saturating your own mind, with the possibilities this book offers, you will even perform a random act of kindness and send everyone you know a copy. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was like, that was like, wow. So if we look at this as an act of kindness, loving out loud, not being effusive in a way or not being, you know, um, it, it, boisterous or being embarrassing anyone. If we really look at it as an act of kindness, what kindness can you go gift today for a better world? Uh, It's simple. It's so simple. Slow down, take a deep breath, and connect with the moments in which you move through your day and watch what happens. Mm. Well, and I say... Let the let everyone have this book, right? Loving Out Loud. Listeners, I'm having a conversation with Robin Spiesman. And Robin, when I read that first line and she said, I wish I would have written this book, I got teary because I thought, oh, this is going to be a good one. And it really is. It's an amazing book. Like I said a few minutes ago, if you are struggling with any way to become kind or to live a more kind lifestyle to to literally live out loud in love this book wherever you open it to there's something you know i i often will read books and they'll say well how to use this book and this is one of those that you can open up to any page and find an example of how to love out loud and to be kinder, you present so many different ideas and ways to connect with humanity on that level. It's amazing. Do you have some that are your favorites? Oh, so if I think about favorites, give me an example, first of all, of one of your your favorites, and then I'm going to answer you with mine. Well, um, I kind of got hung up on the area of family and um, I might get a little emotional here. So give me a second. Uh, Being the first one, you know, being the first one to do the kind act for your brothers and your sisters, especially when you feel like there's a sense of disconnect. And I'm going to leave that in your court because I'm feeling a little emotional here. So. So, so all of us, all of us in our lives have gaps and places that we'd like to fill. And so this book is a way to recognize that, um, number one, it does address boundaries in the book and problems. The book can't solve. A book can't solve everything. Sometimes professional help is needed. And I wish to stress that after writing many books that don't proclaim that the book is the answer. You, are, you have the power to empower yourself. So if I think about family, um, it was a very difficult chapter to write because everyone's family um, is filled with different personalities. Everybody's friends, some friends become family and some families um, become estranged. And there's all, different, there's all different dynamics. So what I learned was in that chapter to... Be the person you wish to be in spite of um, how others respond. Because if you go into everything, you're nice, you're kind, you expect an expectation of everyone behaving like you behave. It's not the way it works. So the first thing to do is to realize that you create your traditions and you inherit traditions if you choose to inherit them. I believe that you can create a kinder family by recognizing 
um, how you um, show up for others. So I'll give an example. You have a cousin who has kids in a performance and you wish that cousin was closer to you or nicer to you or whatever. And our children are in a show every year and, you know, at their school, elementary school, and then you have to go buy tickets and it's a Saturday night and there's a whole lot of whatever. Do you show up? Do you mm-hmm. clap loudly? Do you write a note how proud you are of that child? How did you give? And there's an expectation along the way that because we have history with each other, we might get along beautifully, or because we're siblings, we might just be best friends. It doesn't go that way. You might have one experience and they have another. So you almost have to meet people where they are. Don't go to 10 and think you're going to be all loving out loud. Start with number one. When is a, a holiday, a special occasion, their birthday, their anniversaries, what's coming up and you might choose to show up for and how? And it might be a card the first time and it might be a note. I'm thinking of you and wishing you well on this special anniversary. It could be an anniversary of somebody's loss, a death of someone. Um, and you let the family know you're thinking of them. We build our own closeness. And with family, you must stop and think about that to love list and add the family members you wish to love Even if you don't have that relationship yet, it's on your to love list. Doesn't mean you can check it off in a box and snap your finger and it'll happen, but it means it's a, it's a goal. You know, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Love is not a, it, it takes little actions to build big ones, but it's a marathon. It's a life the end of our lives what we hope is we've loved we've loved deeply and we've let everyone know how we feel in a loving manner but sometimes boundaries are necessary so again family's important this chapter was really critical um another one of my favorites because i learned so much from siblings that are best friends siblings that are don't speak to each other i learned so much but at the same time I weighed in with psychologists in this book. I weighed in relationship therapists. I I really relayed the best of what I could find that might give you some introspective perspective on how to move through difficult times as well. And the other chapter I adored, of course, was the one on children, raising kinder children. It is possible and it is doable. Grandparents, um, sometimes we indulge children because that works instantly, but building um, and teaching a grandchild strengths and your skills and talents, there's so much more to life when you share who you are and what brings you joy. So, Carrie, did that answer your question? Oh, I hope I didn't go on absolutely. too Absolutely. No, I really loved it. And I loved that that chapter on uh, family, bonding with the family. You presented so many different areas in there, loss of a loved one, relationships that end, um, divorce within families. And, and you also talked about how your rabbi um, mentioned you had reached out to him about crying and, you know, and how he had said, let it flow, you know, and you did a beautiful um, eulogy for your mom and that. And there's, there's so much. And I think it's really wonderful that you talk about the grandchildren and the children as well, because they are our future. And it's really important for them to see 
elements of kindness in action. You know, I, you said something earlier in the conversation about kindness in action. And really, that's what it comes down to is we have to act and we are the examples. And you give such beautiful tools to be kind, to show kindness, to to love out loud, Robin. It's really wonderful. Um, well, we're down to the wire here, and I only have about two minutes left. And listeners, I want to remind you that I'm having a conversation with Robin Spiesman, Loving Out Loud. You can find all of her work here on the website, the Soulful Living page here at Empower Radio. Go to her website, look at the book, see where she's going to be, at a, at a book signing, look at her other books, see where she's going to be on and really connect with her. Do yourself a favor and grab the book because there are hundreds of ways for you to practice being kinder in your life and to love out loud. Remember, it's not laugh out loud. We want to love out loud. And Robin, I love for my guests to leave the listeners with something that they can take out into the day to elevate their soul, uh, really to be kinder. What would that be for you? Take take a minute right now and, and finish the to love list. I cannot strengthen it enough to say, turn your errands to deeds and you're giving into gifts by giving your attention. And as Donna Markova agrees in this book, where your attention goes, love grows. Mm. Oh, that gave me chills from head to toe. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for spreading the message on loving out loud because we need it. We need it today more than ever. Carrie, you're a gift to radio. Thank you for today. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.